I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. K-Rock. All right. I've got ideas. I've got thoughts. Sometimes you won't like them. My name is Hot Take Jones. It's time for Hot Take Jones. Millennials are so stupid. She's a total loser. Believe in him. What if I lick my dog's butt? His name is Jensen. Wee! He's got a hot take on everything. My two-year-old penis? Yeah. Oh. Hot take Jones is here. Let's see what crazy thing he has to say. Hot take Jones is here. What's your hot take? And please don't be a dummy. Hot take Jones is here. Yeah, I'm assuming this will be shards out the mouth. Oh. Uh, well, couple Omar, of those. Uh, Omar shaved his dreadlocks he before did. we quit. He did. He did. A couple of those didn't fit. I don't know how they fit in there. But anyway, guys, I admit, I have some thoughts that I know aren't popular. And uh, are you taking pictures of me? I'm sorry. sound like it, yes. <laughs> what are you, are you taking, are, is there more blood or something? What's going on? Well, it's just starting to bubble up a little bit. Yes. So I should document it. Go no ahead. I apologize. Okay. All right. Here's, here's my opinion. If you're over 18 years old, don't have birthday parties. Okay. Go to hell. Because... Let me explain. This is something for children, okay? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> this is something for kids. Mm-hmm. It, it is like getting an Easter basket at, thir- at 35 years old. This is a child's game of having a birthday party. This is what you're supposed to do when you're a child. Now, I will say, I'm going to admit, that there are some landmark ages, mm-hmm. okay? So I'm allowing you to have birthday parties 18 and younger, mm-hmm. 18 being obviously a large milestone. 20, 21, 30, 40, 50, 60, that's it. Anything past 60, no Why 20? Um, it's just a round number. Oh, <laughs> my God, I yeah. hate you so 20, much. You go to hell, you son of a bitch. Okay, so you, again, him. so you know, 18 and younger, wait, 20, 21. Why wouldn't, you wait, why wouldn't you skip 20 and go for 20? That's, that's my question. meaningful. Because I'm allowing two birthdays at a younger nonsense. age. No, because I'm allowing two birthdays at a younger age. I, I understand that in the 20s, you want to go out and have a party, whatever. So I'm saying two in your 20s. I'm so giving you that. So you skip 19. You're like, screw you, 19. Yeah, 19 just wait anything. one year. 19 doesn't mean a thing. Neither does and 20. Yes, it does. It's a round number. It's, it's, Who cares if it's a round number? it's a round number. So is 22, 24, 26, 28. You're not giving us those. No, brand new decade for you. How how is 25 not a significant birthday? Thought about that. Played it out in my head. Don't think it means anything. Quarter century, man. Yeah, I mean, I see how that one plays in. You can rent a car now at 25. Hold on, though. That's odd. At least we're on the same level. That's an odd number. At least we're on the same level, Bean, because I do see the 25 could be a milestone. I might give you that. I also want to say that any age in between here, so 22, you know, 42, maybe have family dinner. Maybe go out with your family, a couple people. But also, like, stop. What are you, 12? Do you need an ice cream social? Like, we don't need. No, and also people, people who make your birthday like a week, these are all the same people. Oh, it's my birthday month. What about the person that's like, say, 28 and just has a go has a books a bar, has a party, invites Amazing. everybody to come? Yes. Yeah, that's no. always fun. It's no. a great birthday. Yeah. Are you gonna wear little hats and have like? No, a, no. You don't have to have a kid's you're party. You're gonna do shots. Pa- you guys, if, if you do that, you need to get Paw Patrol plates and uh, <laughs> no streamers. You're up. talking about adults having a kids party. 
This is an adult having all, an adult party. But they're all the same. It's the they're same not, thing. They're not. You're not wearing the stupid hat. I, listen, if you're okay, unless you're if really I told drunk. You, if I told you when you were 12 years old, you used to put out cookies for Santa Claus with milk, mm-hmm. and you did it, and someone was still doing it at 38, would you be like, that guy's a weirdo? It's, yes. It's a, it's a weird celebratory. Yes. Not the same thing. It is. It's, it's a, not the same thing as your birthday. It just isn't. Have, singing happy birthday to a grown-ass human. Happy birthday. Blow out your I, candles. I have never had, I have had, you know, get-togethers, whatever. Oh, let's all go to this bar. Let's have a dinner. Let's do this. Not once has anyone sang happy birthday to me. Well, then I, I, I applaud you on that, but you understand you're in the minority. No, I don't I don't think I'm saying. Go to saying... any TGI Fridays on any day at 7 p.m. and you will see a grown-ass man. Because you're a free dessert. <laughs> it's Everyone's none of their lying. birthdays. They're all lying. Yeah, all lying. <laughs> That's, in my my case i see birthdays where they're singing and they're adults and it's just it's just weird to me it's a, it's someone a, didn't love you enough when you were little did that uh can hot take jane just interrupt <laughs> with this <laughs> i don't think uh jensen had many friends mm. that wanted oh. to celebrate his birthday okay. number one personal thing. i had many friends mm-hmm. but i didn't feel past 18 years old that it's worth being like let's all go celebrate but you and did it 20 me. and 21 i would have <laughs> i would have I, listen, because it's a round number i, I was giving it. you i was giving credit to the 20 year old saying that they deserve two parties i think anything beyond that is number one selfish and it's like self-centered it's just weird no one else sees it as weird you sound insane do you realize that you should be medicated. No, I think I think your birthday party grows up with you. Mm-hmm. So in your if you're 28, you don't expect gifts. Yeah. You just get together, you drink, you have a good time, oh, yeah, you and don't that's wanna, it. You don't want to hear my theory on gifts. <laughs> take Jones is here. Yeah, I'm assuming this will be sharks out the mouth. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. Before we hear this amazing audio from something called The Blast... Your thoughts, on, <laughs> your thoughts on ladies who decide to go all natural in their armpits. Um, I, I, I am not into it. I'm not down with that either. Yeah, I don't okay. know how to say it in the uh, most uh, sensitive way. way. Yeah, I but I just think it's not. I, it's not. I'm just not into it. Mm-hmm. Allie, uh, it is not for me. Mm-hmm. At all. If it's for you, good for you. Yeah, I don't I'm not like yeah. I don't think you're a weird well, maybe I do. If I, if you it involves you like licking it, that's weird. Well uh, what just happened? I well I'm that, saying I was gonna was... say if that's your kink or whatever, <laughs> if your kink is underarm hair, I'm not gonna shame you for it. But then I thought, oh if I see you licking it, maybe but I would. But just and I was thinking about this, um just like when we had the <laughs> circumcision talk about your son. You know, less than half of the world world's men are circumcised. It's a, it's very much an American thing mm-hmm. to be circumcised, and it's very much an American thing to have shaved pits if you're a lady. In much of the world, it is not uncommon at all. Mm-hmm. It's just it's just the choice that people make. So let's hear what the blast has to say about it because it's been back in the headlines lately because of model and actress Emily Ratajkowski, who you remember from the Robin Thicke Blurred Lines video. She was also in Gone Girl, and she recently did a photo sh- shoot with the armpit hair. Long hair, don't care. I already love it. <laughs> I'm in. I already love it. Long hair, don't care. Right. More and more stars are shaving off social norms and growing armpit hair with Emily Ratajkowski being the latest to sport long locks below the neck. But the model isn't the only woman to stun fans with hairy magazine covers and tangled public photos. Whoa, what? Whoa, <laughs> hold up. Hairy actual magazine, magazine cover has hair on it? <laughs> the writing in this thing. Stop making my sons horny. Exactly, ma'am. Let us take you down the long road of hairy stars. 
I mean, she really, <laughs> she's into it, is really going for the hair puns. Yeah. Emrata revealed the new look and wrote it. A- Wait, hold on. Did she just call her Emrata? Yeah. Yeah, I think that's I her, think her Instagram. Instagram. Emrata yeah. revealed the new look and wrote an essay about female empowerment for the September issue of Harper's Bazaar. The Gone Girl star and women's rights activist chops it up to a female's right to choose. She wrote, quote, if I decide to shave my armpits or grow them out, that's up to me. For me, body hair is another opportunity for women to exercise their ability to choose. The model. Now, um, by the way, I agree with her. On I, that. I don't I, think anyone's saying, hey, you should be yeah. forced by law to shave your armpits. No, not She by can do it if she wants, but no. also, what? what's the response, you know? So it sounds to me, Kevin, like when you get the opportunity to have sex with Emily Redekowski, you're going to have to pass. In her case, though. <laughs> I, can pro- to, I can get past You can it. deal with it. I can, get pa- I can work my way past it's it. big of you. But yeah. here's what I was wondering about. Allie, and I guess I'm kind of directing this to you a little bit. Is this a, one of those many, many things that women have to deal with? With because it's what men like. In other words, women. If it's if you're living on an, if you're living on the Wonder Woman Island and it's all chicks, mm-hmm. nobody's shaving their armpit hair, right? Because um, they don't have to. I am because why would I want hair there that can get all musty and gunky and then you put deodorant on and it's like, I'm a deodorant ball under here. Gross. That's inaccurate. That is disgusting. (laughs) I'm with her. So you don't think it's like I have to wear all this makeup or I have to dress a certain way or I have to do my hair a certain way just because I need to fit in. I hate to break it to you guys. Mm -hmm. Women wear makeup and cute clothes and all that mostly for other women. For other women to go, oh, that's a really good outfit. Yeah, every now and then a guy says, oh, that looks great. Nine think, times out of ten, you guys don't pay attention yeah. to jack. You think a dude cares about a smoky eye? Exactly. Very, I've never even noticed no. a smoky eye. You think a guy is like, oh, did she overline her lips? No, you guys don't care. <laughs> I've never it's even looked at shoes. For you. Other than sneakers, I've no. never even looked at I, I'm like, oh, those are no. nice red bottoms. I've never even yeah, thought I, that. I hate to drop that breaking news on y'all, <laughs> but you don't matter. You know what else I don't care about? What? Bangs. Don't care. Oh, see? But we'll talk to you about it That's for what I'm saying. Hours. That's all you girls sure will talk will. about, yeah. Now, that's really interesting to me, Allie, because I honestly thought a lot of the what women put themselves through is so that they look attractive to men. And you're saying that's not the case. Oh, how weird. You would think it was all about you guys? I would, <laughs> yes. Huh. Because I feel like you, you don't have to do all of those things. You know what I mean? But, but I feel like... I, feel I, like they, I, I think manicures and pedicures and stuff are self-care. Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't. I like. I don't. I don't. Same with me. It's that's how I feel. Yeah, I don't think that it's just for us. But all right, let's hear some more from Emrata. The model revealed that she usually tends to shave, but Radikowski adds that quote: "Sometimes letting my body hair grow out is what makes me feel sexy." Halsey appeared on the cover of Rolling Stone in June 2019, sporting stubble and airing out her hairy pits. I don't okay. need. Come on now. I, I mean, don't need hairy pits. Come on. Do we need airing out? Too? I know. Come on. We don't. By the way, uh, when I worked in Baltimore in the late 70s, Harry Pitts was my on-air name, so it's also... <laughs> that would be spanking. And also a little bit uh, sensitive. I do just want to get through a little bit of Halsey here before right. we have to take a break. The singer wore minimal makeup, undone curly hair, and a white tank top while showing off her tats and underarms. She's known to be a free spirit and obviously wanted to make a statement in her cover, showing that a woman is free to be naturally beautiful. Surprisingly, her fans didn't think her armpit hair was a nightmare. Okay, here it is. You guys, it's my favorite part. The whole reason I wanted to do this segment. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Are you ready? Yeah. <laughs> Surprisingly, her fans didn't think her armpit hair was a nightmare. Get it? 
because one of her songs is called Nightmare. And- Boo! You oh go straight I'm to so hell. Mad. I'm so oh. mad. I mean, people make puns like that, and they leave it up to the lister to get it. Yeah. She, you go to hell, you son of a bitch. She beat us <laughs> over the head with it. Get it? Because, because uh. she has a song called Nightmare. In fact, they actually embraced the look. They tweeted, weird side note, but I appreciate that they didn't edit your underarms and that you have your natural hair. Keep it 100. Another person tweeted, excuse me, the armpit stubble? I'm screaming. Okay, I think we've had, <laughs> think we've had enough. Ladies, <laughs> do whatever you want. <laughs> Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. K-Rock. Hey, um, Don Ho over there. Um, All right. We got to do this uh, this story about the woman uh, and and her kid's name. But I I wanted to ask you, what were the parameters when you were coming up with Adler's name in terms of sharing a name with anybody that you knew? I I, I imagine when when you're going through that list of potential baby names... You have to throw out a bunch of names for a bunch of reasons. Bad association. Yes. You know, your wife had an ex-boyfriend with that name or something mm-hmm. like that. So it's out. That's like why that. we didn't go with Shaquille. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, was there any, was there ever a consideration as to whether you knew other people that had that name? Absolutely. And whether that, oh, really? Oh, Tell yeah. me about that. And Not whether that would positively or negatively affect the choice being made. Do you mean, you mean in general? Yeah. Yeah. When we wrote down names, there were tons of times where I said something. I was like, I like this name. She goes, oh, there's this idiot that I I knew growing up. You can't use that name. You know, it would come up all the time as to someone in your past that has sparked uh, a negative image or, you know. Not not that everybody else knows. Just no, just us. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I mean, obviously, I'm not going to name my baby Weinstein, but I'm sure. Or Harvey. Yes. Cosby. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, (laughs) But but. You know, I assume the amount of Adolfs in this world has uh, slowly <laughs> dissipated into zero, I hope. Yeah, it's not, not very common anymore. Yeah, so like that, yes. I, I'm still it, waiting for my shot. <laughs> does, that, does that play into it? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, Kevin, when you were having your kids, yeah. and you were, you were more of an age where a, a bunch of other people were having kids right. too, was there a competition to claim a name among pregnant, pregnant women? Um, not that I know. Yeah, I don't think so. Because no. there are people who are very um, who are who are what's the word I'm looking for? Very um, competitive. No, that wasn't it. Possessive. Yes, thank you. Very possessive about a name like it's my name. I no one else gets to use it. Kind I'm of nervous. Chip's, Chip's not going to be here next week, right? <laughs> and this is by the way. That's um, that's dumb. Can we just say that right up it, front? Of course it is. Yes. Yeah. Nobody way, else can use it. That's my name. Yes. If, <laughs> what? If, if ten sisters are pregnant and they all want to name their baby Charlie, go ahead and name their baby Charlie, as far as I'm concerned. But that's not how a lot ten of women sisters feel. Okay. Yes. Yeah. This is a woman named Janae who went on Facebook and said that she has a casual acquaintance, somebody that she was friendly with but not friends with. Here's her message. Out of the blue, she messages me telling me that she's pregnant again. And I think it's strange that she's telling me since we don't really know each other all that well, but I say congratulations, I'm super happy for you, etc. She says she's having a little girl, and I'm like, that's awesome. She'll be super loved and protected by uh, my nieces are heaps of fun. You'll love having a daughter as well. Then she says, and here's the point, we want to name her Tilly, but it's come to my attention that you have a dog named Tilly. You ready for the best part? Sure. I'd really appreciate if you changing your dog's name. name. No No way. That's Mm. not even a possibility that this is real. Mm. Can't be. Obviously, you understand that my daughter can't have the same name as a dog, she says. 
I'm like, WTF? I just say, oh, I see. I don't think that's necessary since I doubt you'll ever see my telly and I don't think anyone will notice. Well, she loses it. Or as Janae types, she loses it. Says, because I don't have kids, I don't understand. And I'm putting her in a terrible position and potentially ruining her unborn what daughter's life. What is happening? <laughs> What's happening? You don't understand, Janae. My unborn daughter will be, her life will be ruined if she finds out that she has the same name as your dog. I wrote back and I said, I am not changing the dog's name. Have a good one and congratulations again. That's wow. insanity. Wow. Do you guys care that I've heard this before about other people? That you what? I did. I've heard this story once before about other people I kind of knew. With this, a dog. Yes. This isn't that they rare. Didn't, they didn't ask the person to change the dog's yes. name, though. Yes. How no. You, yeah. How is These that These people possible? don't exist in that real life. Ha- I'm telling you, I know someone else where that happened. I was doubting Bean's person, let alone two. Yeah. That's crazy. Um, I mean, if I know someone and there's a story, yeah. this happens. Uh, it happens, yeah. By the way, there are a lot of names that are shared. That are Of course. Are, you know... G- I have a dog named Linus, for instance. There are people in the world named Linus. That was one of your options for me. Yeah, it's yeah. a great name, right. But um, were these friends of yours that asked somebody to change their dog's name? It's Jeff? someone's brother. It's a, a, a friend of mine, and it's his brother who asked him to change the name. That's insanity. For his baby, correct, yeah. Some of these suggestions back to Janae were message back that you have spoken to your dog, and Tilly is delighted at you naming the baby after her. So Christ is diverted. <laughs> Someone else said, I think you need to change your dog's name when that child is born to the full first, middle, and last name of that baby, and then make a social media account and befriend their whole family. <laughs> Wait a few days and send her a text saying you just got another dog and you're naming it after her, and then stop responding. Uh, bonus points if you ask her to change her name because you don't want your dog to have to live with the same name as hers. So it just goes on and on. And fortunately, it does look like everybody was on the side of the dog owner here. And That's this crazy. That, that the woman was crazy. Please buy five new dogs and name them after all of her other kids. <laughs> so there you go. It's uh, That's wow. real, you guys. Yeah. Oh. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Get up, get on up, on this. 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 Uh, recently off air, Bean commented on something that I thought was... Uh, painful for both my mortality and my sanity. Oh, this could be so many things. He said that most of our listeners might not know who Fabio is. 
which I wanted to make my get up on this Fabio because of, but it made me think of what other pop culture aspects of the 90s might our K-Rock Kevin and Bean listeners not know about that I think they should. I mean, time marches on and not everything goes with it. You well, know? there are certain things I'm going to champion for and keep them in, uh, in, your, in your perspective, and this is one of them. I reached back this week in order to get you up on an album that I've talked about briefly in the past during a That's My Jam months and months ago. But let's dig a little deeper into the soundtrack of 1993 from the incredibly forgettable movie Judgment Night. Now, this is a soundtrack that came out to a movie that starred Emilio Estevez, Cuba Gooding Jr., Dennis Leary, Stephen Dorff, Jeremy Piven, and Everlast, which, yes, sounds like an awesome cast, but avoid the actual film. Do not get up on that. Okay. Actually get up off that. It's chunks of garbage. But over the last 25 years, Judgment Night's soundtrack has proven to be one of the greatest ever released. Predated only by novelty hits like Walk This Way, right? We know that, Run DMC and Aerosmith. Or uh, Bring the Noise. We play that every once in a while. Anthrax and Public Enemy. This mm-hmm. soundtrack is truly the place where the rock and rap, rap, uh, rock and rap hybrid was born, right? So this is pre-Biscuit, even. This is pre-Biscuit, which you don't like to say about anything. Uh, but this is where it truly was perfected. It was the result of Nirvana's success that year, as well as a new band called Rage Against the Machine debuting. And all the rap artists that we know and love now were sort of on the rise in the early 90s. And this soundtrack paired up 10 uh, prominent rappers with 11 different rock groups for collaborations never seen before or honestly since, right? So for kids who obsessed over hip-hop like I did, but also listened to K-Rock and stations like it or rock music, this was a dream come true. Uh, it was born from the minds of a music manager at the time named Happy Walters, also Everlast uh, from House of Pain, and DJ Muggs, who you know from Soul Assassins and Cypress Hill and such. And it incorporated credible rock bands. Now that's such a big part of why this project is a get up on this. This wasn't just like rock bands they could get a hold of. This was. These are some of the most... Uh, iconic 90s bands. I mean, really seriously great uh, rock bands collaborating with rappers. It just hasn't been replicated, in my opinion, since. So let's get to some of the music. Uh, the first song uh, that I wanted to play, and it starts off the CD, is a pairing up of Helmet and House of Pain. It's called Just Another Victim. Great, now I gotta go to the gym. That's just one look at it. Uh, And that's also, to be honest, like, I feel like the way that they worked together is better than most of the rap rock collaborations that happen because sometimes it'll be like rock, 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 and then there's just a rap verse out of nowhere. Yeah, that's it. This They actually went into the studio together. This is pre-dating sort of like the Pro Tools send each other the files thing. So this meant that they actually had to go into the studio together. Some other pairings that you'll hear. Living Color and Run DMC. That sounds awesome. Biohazard and Onyx. Oh. Right? Slam. We remember them. Mm-hmm. Slayer and Ice-T, right? Ice-T was already dabbling in rock and uh, with body count mm-hmm. at the time. Teenage Fan Club and De La Soul, oh. which is awesome. That song is called Fallen, and this is that. I lost touch with reality. Now my personality is an unwanted commodity. Believe Can't it. believe I used to be Mr. Steve Austin on the mic. Six million ways. I used to run it. I guess Oscar Goldman got mad. Because I got loose circuits. So loose. I be the mother goose with 
the eggs that seem to be Is the uh, Judgment Night soundtrack in your saved album downloads? It's one of those albums you go to like every like couple of weeks and listen to it again. It's not only that; yeah. it's one of the only CDs I still own. That's how much I like it. I was like, I'm keeping this physical. This is one of my faves. Uh, Faith No More is set up with... Uh, that's one of Ali's favorite bands. I do love me some Faith No More. Faith No More is set up with the Samoan legends Booyah Tribe. Sonic Youth teams up with Cypress Hill. Sonic Youth doing yeah. a rap song. Also, Cypress Hill appears again on the album with Mother and Pearl Jam. That song is called Real Thing. This is that. Click, click, bang, bang. Mud Honey, Sir Mix-a-Lot, Dinosaur Jr., Del the Funky Homo Sapien, Therapy, and Fatal, other team-ups. Now, years later, you can find an oral history of the record online. Uh, in those oral histories, it was revealed that Tool and Rage Against the Machine went in the studio together and made a song that neither approved for the album, but you can now find bootlegged online at YouTube. It's not good recordings, but imagine wow. if they were able to actually put that together correctly. Uh, so, okay. Amongst the most memorable soundtracks of the 90s, an art form since long gone, that doesn't exist anymore, whether it's Reality Bites or Above the Rim or Train Spotting, those things, you would get them and, like, freak out. This one, to me, is the top of the food chain. It's available to download or stream anywhere you hear music. It is a perfect melding of the world in rock and rap. Revisit the album or discover it for the first time. Judgment Night soundtrack. That's my get up on this. Get up, get on up on this. Get up. Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. K-R-O-Q. All right, so we've agreed. This is it. This is it. Okay. We've agreed there's no personal attacks. This is it. Jensen, no personal attacks. I'm on. Let's go. Allie, no personal attacks. I mean, if one of you says something stupid, I'm going to tell you. See, this is where it breaks apart. Okay, okay, sorry. No, no personal attacks. Yes, no personal attacks. There are some other ground rules that I need to ask before we go to Daniel, (laughs) who started this lively debate, and that is... We're talking about fruit. What's up? Okay, there are some th- fruits that are commonly considered vegetables. Okay, if you even say avocados and tomatoes are not allowed on this list, you are a fruit denier. Those are fruits. Tomato. So you, when you say commonly confused with a vegetable, well, confused. those are idiots that don't understand what got, a fruit and a vegetable is. We got thirty-five is. seconds until Allie called someone an idiot. <laughs> idiot, mean, right? Come on. Um, don't you think most people consider tomatoes a vegetable? <laughs> And most people yes. would be wrong. What? An avocado is a uh, fruit. That's a fruit to be. Okay. Okay, so, fine. You want to leave those two out? No, no. I'm no, saying. No, no, no. Leave them out. Leave them we out. You have to. No, avocado just called well, it hates you. I, I'm not trying to step on your gown here. I'm just saying I, we need to discuss because tomatoes are technically fruits, but a lot of people think they're vegetables. All right. The other thing I want to ask is. I know nuts are technically fruits, too. We're saying no nuts, but I want to ask for an exception for coconut. Because coconut actually is... That's fine. Okay, because that's not like asking for walnuts or something, right? So coconut is is available to us, right? Yeah, we'll allow it. And then also, where are we sitting on... uh, Did we come up with a conclusion on avocado tomato? It's a no. Fine, we'll skip it. Okay. Even though avocado should be number one. 
Uh, I'm fine wow. to keep it in. What do you think, Kevin? What's I'm fine your... keeping it in let's as well. Let's keep it in. Yeah. Let's keep it in. If yeah. people want it, if people want to use avocado and tomato, they can. All right. Let's go to Daniel. He's a Kevin Bean Lister who started this whole debate because of one he had. Stupid Daniel. <laughs> Daniel, you almost broke the show up, buddy. I just want you to know that. Uh, I'm sorry I'm right, and you're all wrong. Woo! Oh, it's on. This garbage person. All right. Daniel, uh, you, you listen to us from New York. Is that right? I do. Long-time fan him. Appreciate you so much. All right, so you sent us a tweet a a week ago or so that said, Fruit, what's up? Just had a lively debate with coworkers discussing our top five fruits. Tell us the conclusion that most of the office came to, Daniel. So the majority of the office, also known as those who are correct, (laughs) uh, decided that watermelon was the best fruit. Asshole. Get off my phone. Okay, yeah, watermelon's wait. not in my top ten. Look, no. here's the thing, though. I love watermelon. Love it. Could eat mm-hmm. it all day. Mm-hmm. It's not the top. Five. You know why you could eat it all day? Because it's... it's lightly tasted water. Yeah, it You're is. Like, oh, is that Agreed. a whisper of a flavor? I love that, but uh-huh. it's not in the top five no, at all. Come it on, is. Daniel. Daniel it's, it's, come on. It's the Lacroix of fruit. You the barely best. taste it. And Daniel, why is it the best, Daniel? On a on a hot summer day, there's nothing better than a nice piece of watermelon. If you go to a picnic and they have a fruit platter, you're going to pick out the watermelon. I wouldn't pick it first. And I'll also say this. But wait a minute. I'd say, wait, so you're uh, it has to be a hot day now? Right, to make this decision? Beer doesn't exist on a hot day, Daniel. (laughs) Good luck, Alaska. (laughs) And, And how often, this is another thing I would say, how often are you having watermelon? Because my guess is you're having it fewer than every other fruit that's in your top five. Less yeah, often than you than you have any other fruit. Just like Christmas only happens once a year. <laughs> wow. Oh, I see. Wow, I see. It wouldn't be as great. All right. Well, did okay. you uh, discuss top five, or did you only try to get number one? We didn't agree on the top five, but we okay. discussed top five. All right. Okay. Mm. All right. These terrible people who picked watermelon. What else was in their top five, if you remember? Some people said like blueberries, which is just wrong. It's awful. Blueberries Agreed. are the worst. I, I like fruit. blueberries as well, but it's not top five. It's not top five. No, no, it's no. a it's a runner up fruit. Okay, go ahead. All right, what else? Um, cherries came up, which I agree with. That's a lot of work for very little payoff. <laughs> cherries is my number two, you guys. Ooh. I am very strong on cherries. It's Do my number one. You are kidding me. Whoa. Cherries one. Love cherries. I love cherries too, and we love have them, them in the house almost all the time. Same. Same. Yeah. Regular yeah. thing I Eat buy them all day, every day. Love cherry yep. pie. Love everything. Cherry Coke. Everything having to do with cherry. I love. They seem like the sunflower seeds of fruit. Like it's a lot of work. <laughs> it is a lot of work. Yeah. To oh, get to one it must small be thing. so tiring a, for you guys to eat a cherry. It's not a lot of work. You literally put Put it in your mouth and you just pull out just pull out the seed. It's That's a lot less do. work than say an orange, for God's sake. Yes. Well, orange isn't in my five, orange so that sucks. makes sense. Yeah. All right. You guys are communists. All right, so cherry. Uh, Allie, is cherry in your top five? No. That's not we don't we can't even agree on cherry? No. No. Me neither. Whoa. All right, Daniel, what else? Mm. All right, so I'm just going down my top five All right. mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Number three, grape. Uh that's my number two. It That's is my in number my top five. five. Yeah. I have that at number five. Kevin? I don't have that in my top five, but oh. I like it. Mm. Look, here's the thing. I like almost all fruit. I love mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. I eat fruit all the time. So all of these, like grapes, not in my top five, still love. Mm-hmm. Okay. Fruit of the loom. Do you love fruit of the loom? I do, yes. Also, fruit of my loins? Can I, can, I throw so out, oh, can I throw out frozen grapes as a dessert? Love. Ooh, Delightful. Ooh that does Ooh. add. That Ooh. does add a bit. <laughs> all right. So, so far, we don't have a single fruit that's in everybody's top five. All right. What's the next one, Daniel? Number four, 
pineapple. Number one, baby. Number, number one, one, baby. Number one. That's my number, number three. One. Your number one, too, B? Yes, my number, number one, three. pineapple. Jensen, Same. my number Same one. Num- okay. Congrats, everyone. All so right, the are segment we is agree- over. Good night, everybody. <laughs> are we agreeing on pineapple as number one, then? Oh, it's definitely the show's well, number Daniel's one. Daniel's not. Okay. Daniel, you have one more, right? I have one more. Okay. All right. <clears throat> and only because it's punny. Mango number five. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> can we file a caller? <laughs> yes, we can. He's We've fi- done it before. File it. You go to hell, you son of a bitch. <laughs> I will say that mango's my number four, but I may have made it five had I known the pun. Mango number five, you guys. He now loves that because of the yeah. pun. That's fantastic. All right, Daniel, so you just pretty much threw a Molotov cocktail in here, and you're going to yeah, hang you up. Did. And yeah. now we're going to have to deal with the fallout. Yeah, thanks a lot, Election Day 2060. We appreciate it. Mm-hmm. All right, Daniel, listen to the podcast later if you're not streaming right now, because we're going to discuss further, okay? Uh, one more thing, though. Um, but also watermelon. So I'm sorry. Yeah, that so, cancels yeah. each other out. Up and down. Bye, Daniel. Uh, Bye. I want to say that uh, avocado is my three. Hang uh, on, Judson. we okay. got to take a break because right. we're going to include some phone calls as well because I know that people are, have very strong thoughts on this. Okay. And then we'll reveal the rest in our top five. Melon's my five. Bye, guys. <laughs> Fruit, what's up? We'll take your calls next on K-Rock. Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. K-Rock. Where do we go? Do we want to go Jeff? Yeah, let's go to Altadina. Jeff Altadina. We're doing Fruit What's Up. We haven't revealed our top five yet, but most of us agree that pineapple is number one. Mm-hmm. We had a listener that started this controversy putting watermelon at number one. Nonsense. Which, which is in complete nonsense. Jeff, you wanted to weigh in on Fruit What's Up. What's happening? Hey, guys. Uh, the pineapple is a fine fruit, but the cherimoya is fantastic. What's a cherimoya? I would describe it as a mix, the taste of a guava and a pineapple, and it's Delicious. It's a tropical fruit. Mark Twain has said was quoted as saying it's the best fruit ever. Well, that's where I went for my list. Mark Twain. <laughs> the it, fruit specialist. Mark yes. Twain. Where in the it, world can you get it? I mean, I certainly have never seen uh, one at my It's a little hard to find. Uh, mm. it at Ralph's, uh, and it ripens really quickly. That's the problem with it. I think uh, I'm going to say so. denied. This Too is, much problem. This is like someone calling in and being like, Revolver is the Beatles' best album. <laughs> like, this is a very okay, obscure you know fruit. It's not my fault you guys are uneducated on all the fruit. <laughs> and by the way, on that note, hold on. I'm on a rant here. Anything that you can dip ranch dressing in and have it taste good is not a fruit. I'm not, okay? not wrong. That, that includes avocados and tomatoes. Hmm. Whoa. Wow. You know, a lot of strong say, fruit opinions. Jeff, let's be honest. If you're dipping avocado in ranch, you've got bigger problems. <laughs> that is and true. And you can take your cherimoya and shove it up your ass. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, I don't think oh, how... no, you didn't. <laughs> Allie's having the most good. difficult time here with the rules. <laughs> yeah, she's taking it very personally. <laughs> All right. Fruit What's Up is the topic. Let's go to Florida and say hi to Luke, please. He is waiting on line two to join the conversation. Hey, Luke. How are you, man? First of all, how dare all of you? Oh, God. Oh, starting wow. Like this. Starting like this? Don't even start. Coming in hot. We don't even know what you're complaining about yet. So. <laughs> and also, you're from Florida. How much of this can we actually take serious? Florida's the best, guys. Come on. Okay. No, we would all have, right. We win. Win. He's right. We would have win no that content. One. Yeah. You win that one. Okay. All right. What? What? Uh, what is? What's your discrepancy with what we've talked about with fruit so far? Not only that you guys put pineapple at number one, but that you put it in the top five at all. <gasps> Crazy. Whoa, Luke. And what is your problem with pineapple? You should be deported. Whoa. 
sorry, all, sorry. Look, look at the pineapple. Na- nature is telling you to stay away. It's telling you pineapple is awful that you shouldn't even go anywhere near it because it tries to kill you when you touch it. <laughs> I don't hate that argument. Okay. You know what? That's a good point. That's a point. Okay. <laughs> right. I love pineapple, but I'm going to accept that argument. I would like to object, but cannot. But, and, and I will say, and also in Luke's defense, if we had to strip a pineapple to get to the fruit inside, I don't think any of us would bother. I really, it is well, a lot of work. But here's what I will say, Luke, and that's that I had it in my top five. Allie had it in top five. Jensen had top mm-hmm. five. Bean had top five. Yeah. So, denied. Well, All right, know, what's your what's your number one, Luke? Voted for Trump, Kevin, you know. <laughs> Pineapple, the Trump of fruits. <laughs> what's your number one, Luke? Strawberry, without a doubt. You know what? Not a bad number one. Uh, not in my, not in my top five. And also not, not in your top five. Not in my top five. Or me. Or, or me. me. What? No. None of the three nope. of you had strawberry in your no. top five? Nope. If I'm going like a berry, I'm going to go raspberry or boysenberry over I a strawberry. I want you to die. I think that's rude. <laughs> yes. Oh, it is. In the grave. Listen, strawberries <laughs> got your back no matter what you what you need. You want some chocolate? Hey, strawberries there. Do you want a drink? Hey, the daiquiri's got your back, man. Strawberry is there no matter what you know what? you're in. I gotta Luke, tell Luke you. just turned me around. I got to tell you, Florida's winning me over. Luke is a lawyer. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Luke, Luke has very persuasive arguments. <laughs> very good. <laughs> he's not just mouthing off, man. He's got something okay. to pack it up. All right, yeah. maybe hey, this by is... by guys, I'm, I'm about to die in a hurricane, so if you could send me some money, I'd appreciate it. Yeah, well... Uh, oh, yeah, good luck with Dorian. We'll send you bags of strawberries. <laughs> okay. Thanks. Luke. Good luck Listen, with you guys, maybe this has turned us around. We can be nice to people now. We don't need to okay. yell at them. Let's right, because he surprised us Absolutely. a little. Absolutely. Yeah, let's right. let's be around. better. All right. All right let's all try. Give me some Ani, please, in Granada Hills, line four. Good morning. How about apricot? No! Oh, my God. It's like eating a hairy little ear. That you is, can suck it. That is disgusting. It's a hairy little ear. Hey, it's no, a hairy little right. ear. You gotta respect that. I, one. Listen, I, 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 you I, be, I, someone who kisses me is basically eating an apricot, is what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> and that's bad news. And that's not good. And, right. and Ani, I want to say this too, and I'm trying. I'll be as respectful as I can, but why don't you yank me, loser? Thank you for the call. Let's do. Uh, let's do one more, and then we got to get into our list. Uh, let's make it Daniel. He's on line three. He's calling about a fruit we we barely mentioned. Oh, wow. Hey, good morning, guys. So, yeah, uh, first of all, with Florida, man. You're um, with Florida. Pineapple sucks. Okay. Yeah, pineapple <gasps> sucks. Okay, so you're wrong. Daniel. So you're already wrong. wrong. What is File? happening? I don't, even, I don't even recognize this country anymore. All right, what's your yeah, number one? Because I'm a pizza lover, it cannot be it. My number one, the oranges. I know you guys kind of just threw it away, but oranges are effing good, guys. It, that's in my top five. Not in oranges mine. Oranges are in my top five. Not in mine. Wow, you guys are all wrong. Not but I mine. do like the Ed Sheeran of oranges, the little, uh, oh, the little cuties. Mandarin or the whatever mandarins. those are? Yeah, those are cute. Man, yeah. I do like those. Where are you guys on tangerines? Not in my top yeah. Not in my top five. Not Great even in my top five. Let's not be ridiculous. Not even Whoa, my... so oranges Look, that much better than tangerines? Tangerines are cute. Okay, that's it. Okay. They're not a serious fruit. All right, we will allow it, Daniel. Thank you for the call. All right, real quick, let's go around the room. Here's my, here's my top five. Uh, number five, grapes. Sure. Number four, apples. No apple no one apples. apples. No apple it's, no. it's not a favorite. Get yourself a delicious honey crisp and it'll change your mind. Number three, coconut. I can't believe I'm gonna might be the only wow. coconut. Person. Might be my last on the list. Literally. Number two the worst. cherries and number one pineapple. That's me. How all about right. you, Allie? What do you got? Uh number five, I've got grapes. Okay, okay. you and me both, all right. Number four, give me a nectarine. Yeah. Nectarine. What yeah. kind of what? Give me a nectarine, bitch. Nonsense. Uh, all, all other fruits don't exist. I got uh, it. Now. Number three. Yeah, it's hairy. 
but you cut it and then you scoop it out with the spoon. Oh, give me a kiwi. That's oh. that's a nice yeah. nice. I didn't see that coming. Yeah. Kiwi. I love, wow. Uh, number two is an avocado. Yep. And number one is pineapple. Okay. All right. Jensen. Uh, five melon, four mango, three avocado, two grapes, one. The pineapple. Okay, everything but melon is good. Melon and mango, man. What's wrong with you? Mango, melon mango is mango is chef's kiss, and uh, melon, melon is filler. Melon's like all the stuff you put in a fruit salad because you're like, right. oh, I need more. <laughs> because you're too cheap to put good fruit in yes. a fruit salad, you put melon. Melon all right, Kevin, you can die. You right. close it down. I'm going to give you the final list. This is it. No, this is science. No, this is your list. This is science. This is your list. It's been scientifically tested. Number five is bananas. <laughs> Number four <laughs> is. Wait. Yes. Really? Bananas? Uh, yes. Number four is oranges. <laughs> Number oh, three my God. is pineapple. You it's are... like you you went to a webpage and said, show me fruit. This is the most basic no. bitch list. Yes, it done. is. I'm not saying it isn't. Yeah. I've never claimed to have taste. I'm okay. just saying these okay. are my favorite okay. Okay. Bananas, oranges, pineapple. Number two is strawberry. Number one okay. is cherries. Boom, bitch. It's like you just read a menu at Jamba Juice. This isn't even, you didn't uh, even go on I need on to a... go to Jamba Juice so bad You're right like now. You're like a four-year-old that's looking at a little book, and the mom's like, what is this? Cherry. Ace for apple. What is this one? That's a banana. He is for banana. That's it, Kevin. You're a but, child. But we're being respectful, right, Allie? <laughs> In the most respectful way. Yes. <laughs> it's Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. K-R-O-Q. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. It's the Kevin and Bean Show on the world-famous K-Rock 106.7. We're approaching 8 a.m., Muggs and I holding down the holiday fort. Ho, ho, ho! The Ren and Stimpy of Kevin and Bean. Yes! Uh, Let's get into what's happening. Um, All right. I, myself, as you know, am a huge, huge fast food fan. Yeah, you do the the fast food report. That's right, I'm the correspondent. So when there's news that pops up, I have to jump on it. And today, boy, the holiday season is in full effect. For 2019, they are debuting the new shredded pork tamales at Del Taco, which I'm into. Yeah. But more importantly, today, they announced the limited edition Del Taco tamales Christmas wrapping paper. Oh. Congratulations, everyone. It will be available to purchase at the Del Taco web store beginning December 18th at 9 p.m. Pacific time while supplies last. These things usually sell out very fast. The wrapping paper features a tamales pattern in red and green colors inspired by the red and green sauces that fans can add to their Del Taco tamales. Yeah. Now, you know, Jensen, that I am a humongous Del Taco advocate. We understand that. Been doing business with them for many, many years here at the World Famous K-Rock. Correct. They are a sponsor of Beer Mug. Now, I recently got into an argument with somebody over their tamales. Okay. Uh, I said, in a pinch, in a quick, quick pinch, Del Taco tamales are on point. Now, I'm not comparing them 
to, to your, your mom and pop to, tamales, to your, abu- to your abuelas, right. you know, uh, abuela Rosas. Uh, you said that so naturally. Yeah, abuela. 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 To your abuelas. Right. Uh, tamales. Yes. But in a pinch. Mm-hmm. They're great. That's all. That's all. Uh, I have to listen, say. I, I'm a fan. I think they'd even be better on wrapping paper. Yeah. You can get them 9 p.m. Pacific. I'm getting it. Uh, speaking of Latino, singer Mark Anthony is in a, a is in a bit of a pickle. Uh-oh. His 120-foot yacht caught fire in a Miami marina, and it's gone. The Miami Fire Rescue received a call that the yacht was burning around 7.30 p.m. yesterday, and it took more than 40 firefighters two hours to extinguish the blaze as the yacht completely capsized. We do have a small clip from the 911 oh, call if you want to hear audio. it. audio, yeah. Okay, I right. would love to hear it. Here it is. I'm hot! Oh, that, that was, was Mark! Mark Anthony wow. yelling, I'm hot. I'm hot! I'm yacht! I'm <laughs> I'm yacht. That's why Del Taco sponsors you. Jokes like that. <laughs> Anthony spokeswoman Bianca LaSalle told CNN that the singer was not on board when the bo- uh, boat caught fire and that all crew members are safe. No other boats damaged in the blaze. Uh, but the cause of the fire is still unknown. But goodbye to that boy's yacht. What is he going to do now? How is he going to replace his 120-foot yacht? No idea. Maybe go hang out with Pitbull? Well, see, now Pitbull... Has definitely more than one yacht. Well, you heard his his uh, his motto. No. If it flies, mm-hmm. floats, or a word that I can't say that starts with an F on this radio Understood. station, rent it. If it flies, floats, floats. or Fs. So he doesn't buy it. Right. Oh. So he might be in between rentals right now. Also, so is he- that a admission to prostitution? <laughs> well. Most likely. Most likely. Okay. I guess is he saying... Uh, you know, don't don't, get buy, don't spend all that money. Right, right, right. Don't don't spend all that money on a hundred twenty foot yacht. Good for him. Yeah, I didn't know Pitbull was so financially <laughs> sensible. Yeah, Dale, Dale, Mister Three Hundred Five. Um, if if you had fu money, right, mm-hmm. is a yacht on the list? Um, no, because I see that fu money going away really. Almost well, a yacht's almost like faster. It's almost like it's a, a joke. Yeah, yeah it's, it's a it's money like a pit. Trope. Yeah, you just throw money at it. And you have it. to have a captain all the yeah, time. Yeah, and, and you got to keep it maintained. You, you got to buy all those hats, the little captain the hats. Little captain hats. Oh, and you got to scrape the barnacles off the bottom. That's right. No, I think I would. Ju- if yeah, that a yacht would be on, on last on my list. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't get a yacht. No, but I wouldn't. I, I feel like I. I maybe I subscribe to the pitbull method. I don't. I also don't think I'd buy a plane. Right. No. Because yeah, you got to maintain that as well. Yeah, but renting the plane, like one of those memberships or whatever, yeah. I'd be into that. Yeah, hell yeah. Uh, on to even more trouble. Robert. Uh, R. Kelly on Wednesday pleaded not guilty to charges that he schemed with others to pay for a fake ID for an unnamed female a day before he married R&B singer Aaliyah, who was oh then 15 God. years old in a secret ceremony back in 1994. Oh my uh, he is paying the price for crimes from 20, 25 years ago. This one was one of those open secrets that everybody knew about. Kelly entered the plea in New York via a video feed from Chicago where he remains jailed for facing multiple sex crimes and other criminal charges. A revised indictment filed earlier this month in federal court in Brooklyn accuses Kelly of paying a bribe in exchange uh, for a fraudulent ID for someone identified only as Jane Doe on August 30th, 1994. A day later, Kelly, then 27 years old, married Aaliyah in a secret ceremony. He arranged at a hotel in Chicago. The marriage was then annulled months later because of her age. Aaliyah then died in a plane crash in 2001 at age 22, and a person familiar with the investigation has confirmed that the Jane Doe mentioned is, in fact, Aaliyah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Um... 
R. Kelly, this was always kind of known that he married Aaliyah. And also that Age is Just a Number was an album she put out that he produced. Like, creepy stuff. And I wonder, are all the things that we know about R. Kelly now, are they all easy to be, like, prosecuted? I mean, he's spending all his money on defense. Robert. Yeah, if he has any. Um, I... Money or defense, really. I mean, look, he got out of his, that first one where where that video yes. surfaced. That, and I mean, that, that was that supposedly was some inside baseball stuff, too. Yeah. He like paid off people and blah, blah, blah. I don't know, man. It's I think when you're at that sort of a level mm-hmm. uh, of fame and you have money like that, I think anything is possible to skirt the consequences. Canceled. Uh, agreed. I don't watch Space Jam the same anymore, though. I, also, he's been a liar since day one. He could never fly. He couldn't. About 1 million Netflix subscribers made the switch last month following the November 12th launch of Disney+. Plus. A million people wow. stopped using Netflix because of Disney+. Plus. That's a survey by a Cohen & Company brokerage. The firm estimated that 6% of Netflix subscribers who signed up for Disney+, Plus canceled Netflix immediately after doing so. Now, a million people sounds like a lot when I tell you that. But the analysts say... Uh, that's a manageable number for Netflix. The Disney Plus app sees about the same number of daily sessions per user as Amazon Prime and Netflix, but the average session is five, almost 6% longer than a Netflix one and 8% longer than Prime. That had to be because of monetary reasons, right? Because its content is it's different. It's much cheaper. Yeah. But if you have kids, right? So right. if your focus is kids television, that's Disney Plus has you. You don't have to have anything else. Yeah, but you can't watch The Irishman on Disney Plus. No, at all. But Three Caballeros. Yes. Or a Goofy short. Sure. Or a Marvel movie. Or The Simpsons. Or a National Geographic documentary. All right. See? I stand corrected. The company announced 10, million, uh, announced 10 million signups within the first 24 hours of launching, which is Disney, and it's most likely doubled since then. To potentially make things tougher for Netflix, the competition shows little signs of easing as Amazon, Hulu, and others, including Quibi, which isn't even in the mix yet, right. compete for subscribers with content and lower and lower prices. And you have Peacock, and you have Warner Media. Unbelievable. And you have uh, Mugzovision. Oh, yeah. Which is just... Wait a minute. That's going to be just Did you I, I didn't... eating. Oh, that... We've been videoing you eating for the past two years. We have so much food stuff. We have... Really? Ribs. We have Chinese food. We have uh, chimichangas. The chimichanga one is hot. And we have so many different videos of you just eating food, and we're just going to sell it for about $2 a month. Now, do I get a cut? No... That's complicated because you didn't know you were being videoed. Wait so it's a like it's just sort of like it's like a documentary. I'd like to get my attorney on the phone right now. Cancelled. Uh we will not be involving your attorney. Damn it. Mugzo Vision. Watch him eat. <laughs> Happy birthday to Alyssa Milano of Who's the Boss? Jake Gillenhall? Gyllenhaal? I and- think it's uh, a Gyllenhaal. Okay. Jake Gyllenhaal and douchebag magician Chris Angel. That's what's going on. Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. K-Rock. All I was trying to do was feel better, Allie. Mm -hmm. And you're poo-pooing me for doing everything I can to get better. Except go to a doctor. 
Okay, I didn't do that. That is the one thing I didn't do. No, what you did was you thought to yourself, God, I feel sick. So you had somebody get you a Z-Pack and you just started taking it. When you have a common cold, you might even have a flu. But either way, that antibiotic is going to do nothing. But you know what it might do? Screw you in the future and you're not going to have any... You're going to be resistant to all these antibiotics and people around you are going to get sick. I would feel better if we had a doctor backing up this information. Right. Is, there a, is there a doctor in the house? Is there any doctor here within the sound of my voice? Here we are. Hey, Dr. Trapinski, oh, hey, how are you, sir? What a surprise. I'm great. God, you know, guys, somebody slid into my DMs mm-hmm. last night and started complaining about her co-workers oh. taking antibiotics. Oh, I how mean, about that? Drew, honestly. Allie's been on a rampage against me. She was so mad at me, Dr. <laughs> Drew. She was so mad. All I was trying to do was feel better. Look, here's the thing. I have not been... No, no, been... no. Here's the thing. You're, okay. You're bringing down the biosphere. Thank you. you. She even used the term biosphere she earlier. Said that. I, I thought she was thought making was a, a joke. I thought that was a Polly Shore movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was by a dope. I'm sorry. I'm confused. Okay. Um, so, yeah, go ahead. Here's the thing, Dr. Drew. I never get sick. Okay? I never Maybe get sick. Maybe now's the wrong time to say no, that. No, but what I'm saying, it has been literally decades since I was sick. But I was laid out this week with some sort of flu slash cold slash pneumonia slash I don't know what with all the symptoms, with the chills, with the aches, with the headaches, with the sore throat, with all of that. So my wife, God bless her, she calls our local physician and she says, hey, will you call in a pack for my husband? Which she did and I started taking and I just feel like that that was a smart thing to do. Am I wrong? Yes. <laughs> okay, thanks for calling. Rest my case. Good night. First of all, have you had your flu shot this year? Uh, I've never had a flu shot in my entire life. Okay, well, you've just had the flu. Do you like it? How was it? It was awful. Okay, let's get the flu shots from now on, okay? Uh, all right, I, all I'm right. listening. And viruses. You, you know what a virus is? By the way, not Not really. really. Kevin and Jensen were not clear on bacterial versus virus. Yeah, so bacteria are small microbiological organisms like E. coli, staph, strep. Those are the common ones. They are a million miles away from something called a virus, which are tiny packets of DNA surrounded by an envelope of protein. Viruses probably came to us on some asteroid or something and started cohabiting with us by infecting us and causing illness. What happens is the viruses get into our cells. They, they commandeer our cells to produce themselves, but they make our cells sick as the virus spreads throughout our body and is, is, is uh, produced in increasingly high concentrations. Antibiotics do nothing to a virus, underline nothing. But whatever bacteria happen to be, say, in your nose or your gut or on your skin, they get exposed to that Z-Pack that you took, and they say, wow, they're trying to kill us. We need to develop resistance, which they do very readily. So the next time, you, when, if you should ever get, let's say, a staph skin infection or a strep skin infection, that strep now will be armed against the Zithromax, potentially armed against it, okay. and will be resistant and be no good. And we are using so many different and so many frequent types of antibiotics that we're making all the bacteria in the biosphere resistant to all of our antibiotics. There will be a day soon where if you get a skin infection or a pneumonia, you're S out of luck. You could just die the way we did at the turn of the century before we developed antibiotics. Wow, that, was only, that was only 19 years ago, by the way. 
No, no, no. Twenty. I look. Oh, the, the other the, century. Okay. The, um, the, the antibiotics only been around since the forties, right? And so it's it's, right. it's a the, most people died of infect microbiological infectious diseases, bacterial infections. Okay. Now, dumb dumb question, Doctor Drew. Dumb question. Yeah. Do do viruses and bacteria are they both responsible for things that feel like flu or pneumonia or colds? Sometimes that's why you're going to see a doctor to distinguish between those things, and and not only that, allergies can seem like a cold too, and it's very difficult to distinguish allergy from cold. But what you have with the fever, chills, aching, sore throat, that is a viremia. That's virus breaking out into your system, and that's usually a flu. Okay, okay, how do you know the difference? I said to Bean, uh, Dr. Drew, okay, if your throat is really... Look with the flashlight in your throat. Do you see any white pustules, anything like that? If you do, please go to a doctor. You might have strep. And then guess what? You'll get a pack. You'll get penicillin, whatever, and that will start combating it, it, it. And the other thing about bacterial infections, when you pick the right antibiotic against the bacteria, it typically gets better fast. Yes. Very quickly. And so Allie's point is when you see pus, when you see accumulation of white cells in these packets we call pus, that's often bacterial. Virus doesn't do that. And so that's one of the ways you can distinguish. Well, how does a doctor tell when you go in which one you have? Sometimes it requires testing. Literally swabbing the throat, oh, swabbing, testing okay. your blood, and that kind of thing. But it, it's it, nine times out of ten, it's a virus. That that's the thing. And and certain. And by the way, there are antiviral medications for the flu, and for various kinds of flus to shorten the duration of it. And you should give it give it to people in your household that can prevent them from coming down with it as well. What's, what, what's, like that? what's that? What's that What's the medicine what? that'll shorten it? Uh, there's various ones. You have to, there's, there's, in fact, there's one you can even take one dose of. So it depends on what the doctor wants to use. It's, okay. it's in the class of, we. I think people have heard of things like Zovirax or you know things we use for shingles that we use for herpes. Those are viruses, and so we use those medications for that. Part of the problem was I misunderstood and I used my flashlight to try to diagnose it. I didn't have <laughs> I a flashlight, so and now I, now I understand. Dean is leaving us with a whole new <laughs> sense of himself. He's I, burning he's this been place. Saving this for twenty years. He's burning this place down, Drew. Hey, Doctor Drew, a thought. Yep. Because I know that the Heal app will come and do a uh, flu shot for you. Yes. Could we get, uh, like, Heal to come in and do flu shots for us? And could Bean get one now while he's sick? Uh, you're not supposed to get it while you're sick. How, okay. how far are we out of your illness? You still sick? Uh, I'm feeling better. You know, I'm feeling a little bit better every day. It's probably been about well, six days I, since I started presenting right, symptoms. That, that's a, impossible. But that's, again, that, that's why you see doctors. Let, that's why let you see that doctor. practitioner come in and make that call. All right. I generally think doctors are uh, overrated, but I think this has been a good talk, and I'm glad you joined us today. Uh, <laughs> DrDrew.com is where you're going to go for all the podcasts. Don't forget, Monday through Friday, noon till 3 on 790KABC. Hey, and heal. Allie, DM me again. I'll give you make sure the heel can get in there. Thank you. Awesome. Uh, the heel app we talked about. I don't is like this. Apps. Drew backs up Allie on everything. I don't yeah. like it. I, mean, I don't even like that they DM. Right? I don't, I, so I'm weird. nervous about Allie's DMs, to tell you the truth. <laughs> Thanks, Doc. We'll talk to you next week. Okay. Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. K-R-O-Q. How about you calling us anytime, day or night, and leaving a message? It's the Kevin and Bean Afro line we've got set up. Our voicemail at 323-520-AFRO. You call anytime on any topic. What are the kids talking about today? Hit it, Steve. More like hit it, Omar. You know what I'm saying? I'm Hulk Hogan, by the way. <laughs> Take of the world by storm. Yep. Uh, somebody that appreciates Bean's genius when it comes to drops. Listener, a long time. One of my favorite new uh, drops is what they do. 
I just heard a song, and I know where Bean got that from. It's from a song called Backstabbers by the OJs. God damn it, Bean. You are a deep-cut, mother-scratching son of a gun. Awesome! (laughs) (laughs) He really appreciates that. I appreciate him. So we were doing the title fight, and you can't say the name that you're trying to get your contestant to say. And the the actual clue was The Bachelor, and Dave said The Bachelorette. Right. Mm -hmm. This is the contestant oh, no. that lost because of that. Um, not the Bachelorette, but Doc. Mm, can't you say This is a call to all the listeners out there who lost their title fight game because of Dave, the king of Mexico. Because he either gave terrible clues or, in my case, gave away an answer which made you lose the game. Hey, I know it took too long for one answer, but I could have tied with the answer that he gave away. But, now we'll never know. So I'm calling to start a new trend. Let's hashtag dethrone the king. I'm talking to you, Dave. Hey, Ali. Hey. Hmm. Oh, I mean, my guy won. Sure. I mean, that did happen and yeah. always does. Yeah. Another one for Ali. I'd like to lodge a formal complaint against uh, Ali McKay for constantly sharing the ventriloquist dolls on her Instagram <laughs> feed late at night, right before bed. Not cool. Not cool at all. <laughs> Cosign. Okay, I found a a ventriloquist dummy that is so sassy, and he's just such a little bitch. Mm -hmm. And I post him all the time. Mm -hmm. And then I found an article about how you could adopt him because his family doesn't want him anymore. And I put a plea out to people in Virginia to maybe find him. Nothing. So guess what? Until he is mine at my house, you're going to keep seeing him. Oh, Oh, wow. Yeah, his name's Ricky. No. Okay, great. Somehow that made it scary. <laughs> Ellie has been complaining also about car alarm, the little chirp thing when you set your alarm. Yeah. It drives her crazy. This message is for Ellie. <laughs> yeah. That's locked. You know, let me try one more time. Nice. Oh, my, wait. My coworker's here. Let me just. Oh, my God. Wow. <laughs> it's evil. It's evil. I like it. Why happening? Allie, yeah. What's happening, Allie McKay? Allie McKay, what's happening today? Yeah. I'm Hulk Hogan, by the way. <laughs> okay, all right. <laughs> now, I know that we're all conditioned here on the Kevin and Bean Show that if there's a compliment, if there's good news of any kind, there's gonna there's another side to it. It Wait ends for it. It the ends sh- poorly. The shoe's gonna mm-hmm. drop. This doesn't. This is wonderful news. Hey, Kevin and Bean and the B team and everybody at K-Rock. I'm sorry, this message is not going to be funny, but I just wanted to share some good news with you. I am a dialysis patient, and about 10 minutes ago, I just got a call saying that they could have potentially found a donor for me. I'm so freaking excited. And I know, Bean, you've been through this process before, but I just wanted to share the good news with you guys and wish me luck. Thanks. How about that? That's awesome. There's a good chance that match won't stick, though. I mean, that's what? the one thing oh, you got to What is wrong on. with you? A lot God. of times. You're the one person he was counting on. A lot of times the body will reject that new Jeez. organ. Wow. you really got to keep your fingers crossed even wow. after the surgery. Unreal. But, Unbelievable. But, I mean, uh, you know, good luck. Oof. Podcast listener that's never seen what we look like. Hey, uh, so, I, um, you know, I'm a podcast listener. I, I've never really seen any of you guys. So I just watched Kevin and Bean Rap Battle. Loved it. I watched it on YouTube, and I 
No, I saw little Chip. Little adorable Chip. Chip, how are you single? I want to wear you. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> that, that would sound quick. That one did turn at the end. That that one, turned hard. That turned was an afro call. And then it just turned left. <laughs> yeah. I want to wear you. That's technically evidence. It really <laughs> is. We're going to have to say that, aren't we? Can I give me a lampshade? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that you're big enough for a lampshade, but um, the next one is Michael Kaplan. You could be a fleshlight, though, Chip. Oh. All right, Bean. Woo, you're on fire, yeah. Bean. She's <laughs> on one. Yeah, you should. Hey, come She left early. Come She's back. leaving a week early. Come on, Chip, for oh, God's sakes. No. Uh, Cycle Bike, Mike Catherwood called. Yes. Hey, Kevin, Bean, Omar, Dave, Allie, Christine, everyone, Chip, Mike Catherwood, just wanted to call and say that I'm so happy to hear that Jensen's child is healthy and happy, and uh, it's a real blessing, and, I, and I'm sure it was a big weight off your shoulders, Jensen, to have uh, your child come home from the NICU, and I just wanted to say, don't worry, dude. I spent a really long time when I was first born in the NICU. And uh, look how I turned out. All right, never mind. <laughs> well, th- thank you, Mike. That's very sweet. Oh, hey, it's uh, Mike Catherwood again. I forgot something. Allie. Nope. Um, you want to watch Jeopardy and <laughs> Very generous offer. By the way, he's still sending texts that I will not open. Of course. Texts, and then he'll go and he'll DM them on Instagram, of DM course. them on Twitter. Mm-hmm. I'm not opening them, Mike, ever. I gave him, uh, I changed phone numbers, and I gave him my phone number. I was like, listen, I'm going to block you the second I get one of those pictures because I do not want them. Yeah. Three hours later. Unbelievable. <laughs> Unbelievable. And I had to block him because that's how it goes. Hey, uh, I feel like everybody's forgotten uh, how often Kevin hangs up on people. I don't think this is necessary. Well, play it out. A little bit. If only there was a song to remind us of that. Hit it, Steve. I just can't stop hanging up on you. Shields on Twitter at Brooke Shields. Hey, thanks for the time. We enjoyed it. Thank you, thank you. Thank you, guys. I wish I were Housewares two-week Black Friday sale going on now. <laughs> and I know you can be a celebrity or just an average joke. And you bet Kevin's hanging up on you. Oh, oh, he just hung up. Corby Brand is our guest. You can find him at uh, Church of Superheroes at Facebook. Thanks for the time, Corby. Good luck to you, sir. Thanks, guys. You have a great You can be Brooke Shields or Bono. And it's always fun to catch up with you on the Kevin Beach Show. We appreciate you calling. Oh, man, thank you very much. I look forward to you to say the film. So I think it's out on the and I really do. Fantastic. Thank you, Joel. Thanks, man. Have a good day. Thanks, Megan. Have a great weekend. Thank you, Sir, great to talk to you. We'll see you again in a little bit, all right? We feel the same about you. Really do, K-Rock. Thanks. Thank, Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you, Kevin. <laughs> 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 Thank you, Kevin. I don't know if we'll ever have a chance to do this again, Sir Paul, but thank you so much for the time. It's a real honor to have you on the program today. That's really nice interview. So, oh, I hope to see you at Big X. Absolutely, sir. Thanks for the call. Make it a day. <laughs> thank you. Bye-bye. There you go. Oops. Well, he was saying, he was saying goodbye. Right? He was saying goodbye. Three two three five two zero A F R O. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. 
calling all pop culture enthusiasts. Are you obsessed with all things celebrity? Do you live for the drama, the laughs, and the unexpected moments that unfold on social media? Then you're going to want to tune in to the Comments by Celebs podcast. Join us three times a week as we deep dive into every aspect of pop culture. Whether it's dissecting the latest trends or just chatting about your favorite celebs, Comments by Celebs has you covered. We have new episodes out every week. Follow and listen to Comments by Celebs on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, Uncle Joe is uh, should not be put in front of a microphone anymore. <laughs> Let alone run for president. <laughs> any any more than my gra- my late grandfather should have been in front of a microphone <laughs> at Joe's age. Uh, old people, you know how they tell stories. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sometimes not well. Sometimes not well. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, God God bless you, Joe. But you're old. You're just you're you're old, and your stories are starting to sound like it. And he told the the famous corn pop story. Now, this is a story that he has told in the past, and in fact, he even put it in uh, in one of his uh, biograph- autobiographies that he wrote. I've so, never heard this. I was so happy to listen to it over the weekend and just a, try to make sense of it. It's a story that he's sticking to. We started in 1962, and a young Joe Biden takes a summer job as a lifeguard at a predominantly black swimming pool. And here's Joe, I think, uh, over the weekend again? Is that what it was? Yeah, over the weekend? Resurfaced in Twitter, T- yeah. T- telling the story uh, in Delaware where this all went down. I learned a lot. And I learned that uh, it makes a difference. This was the diving board area, and I was one of the guards, and there weren't a lot of, there was a three-meter board. And you fell off sideways, you landed on the, damp, uh, the darn cement over there. <laughs> and Corn Pop was a bad dude. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what so, is happening? Corn, corn pop, yes. They're, I think they were um, renaming the pool after him or something. So he's okay. there by a public pool okay. telling a, the story of corn pop. With a bunch of like little 11-year-olds who could not care less that Uncle Joe is telling his story again. Corn pop. Huh. And he ran a bunch of bad boys. Mm-hmm. And I did. He, and back in those days, to show how things have changed, one of the things you had to use, if you use pomade in your hair, you had to wear a bathing cap. All right, stop right there. Where are we going? Oh, my God, Joe. Th- this is why... How's that relevant? <sighs> because this is why he kicked uh, Corn Pop out of the pool. That's why it's relevant. But the point is, just like the other night in the debates when Joe was talking about making your kids go to sleep listening to the record player, now Joe's talking about pomade to a group of predominantly <laughs> teenagers, okay? <laughs> they don't know what pomade is. <laughs> We just stopped watching Howdy Doody. <laughs> and so he was up on the board, wouldn't listen to me. I said, hey, Esther, you, off the board, or I'll come up and drag you off. Well, he came off. By the way, I'd just like to uh, ask how many of us believe that the conversation went just like that? And how many dudes are named Esther? Okay. No, he, he was. Big, she was a popular swimmer at the time. He was insulting her by calling her that. Insulting I think. him by calling him, yeah, him Esther Williams. I exactly. am not following any <laughs> no. of this old dude story. No. <laughs> Same. And I, I couldn't love it more. And he said, I'll meet you outside. My car, this was mostly, this were all public housing behind it. My car, there was a gate out here. I parked my car outside the gate. And I, he said, I'll be waiting for you. He was waiting for three guys in straight razors. Not a joke. What, okay. they were in Peaky Blinders? What's happening <laughs> Pretty here? Pretty hey, guys, um, when you're at the pool mm-hmm. and they're renaming it for you uh-huh. in your home state of Delaware, why do you have to tell this story? I mean, this is the pool where it all went down, Bean. Right, the mean streets of Wilmington. Yeah. I know, but why, but why did he feel like he needed to tell this story? What's his point, do you think, is to show that he's a badass? 
Because he took down bad, bad Leroy Brown? I mean, what's he doing here? Calling people Esther? I mean, I don't I don't know what he could be doing other than bragging, yeah. Yeah, I'm just, I would think I'm, so. I'm trying to figure out. I, I elect Joe Biden. He's the guy who threatens black people's lives. <laughs> I mean, I just I see this well, going now, badly for him. Corn Pop has three friends, and they all have straight straight edges. Okay, so okay. he's in trouble. Okay. All right. There's a guy named Bill Wright, Mouse, the only white guy, and he did all the pools. He was the mechanic, and I said, "What am I going to do?" He said, "Come down here in the basement." Where mechanics, where, where where all the pool builder is? Huh? What, what is happening? Wow! Does he know the where he is? He doesn't. <laughs> How many uh, pool areas have basements where the mechanic pool builders? I mean, this is it's, it's beginning. It's beginning to sound like a Mad Libs. <laughs> yes, it is. Just like whatever fits. Wait till the next part. You know the chain. There used to be a chain that went across the deep end, and he cut off a six foot length of chain. He folded up. He said, "You walk out with that chain." So Joe Biden takes six foot of chain and walks out to have a rumble with with corn pop and his friends. Come on, come on! This isn't possible. And you walk to the car and say, "You may cut me, man, but I'm going to wrap this chain around your head." Again, hey, hey, we're just doing a little public renaming here, dude. It's just one of swear, sir. This is a Baja Fresh. (laughs) I said, "You kidding me?" He said, "No, if you don't, don't come back." And he was right. So I walked out with the chain, and I walked up to my car. By the way, people are just talking now. Yeah, yeah. Like, hey, yeah, what yeah. do you want to have for lunch? Yeah, the kids have totally given up <laughs> poor Uncle Joe's speech here. <laughs> It'd be funny if you cut to him and he's just wearing a bathrobe. <laughs> just out of his mind. And they had, in those days, you used to remember the straight race. You'd bang them on the curb, get them rusty, put them in a rain barrel. Get yeah. rusty. Put it in a yes. talking about you, yeah. you bake yeah. the razors on the cement and then you put it in, you know, dirty water so that it's so that rusty? it's filthy and rusty. Yeah, yeah. yeah we, we remember that's Joe. How you did, that's how you did work. Back when I was a kid, we asked for tetanus. <laughs> and I looked at him, but I was smart then. I said, first of all, I said, when I tell you get off the board, you get off the board. I'll kick you out again, but I shouldn't have called you. Esther Williams, I apologize for that. I apologize, but I didn't know that apology was going to work. He said, you apologize to me? I said, I apologize for that. Not for throwing you out, but I apologize for what I said. He said, okay, close the straight razor, and my heart began to beat again. No, just great didn't, story. I'm just telling you right now, A, great story. B, didn't happen. Great payoff. Wow. <laughs> like to, um, wouldn't you like to know, like... By the way, my memory's horrible, too, and I tell stories and I get all the... Wouldn't you like to see exactly what happened that oh, this, day? Oh, this is the closest thing we have to real-life drunk history. Like, <laughs> he, I don't know if he's sober. I don't know if any of this happened. I can't believe there aren't actors mimicking the words. I do know that Grandpa needs a nap. <laughs> it's the Kevin and Bean Show, the world-famous K-Rock. It's the Kevin and Bean Show in the morning on the world-famous K-Rock 106.7. It is myself, Jensen. And mugs. Good morning. We are the Thelma and Louise of the Kevin and Bean Show. <laughs> Absolutely trekking it together alone. Just sort of holding hands and telling you what's happening. Um, all right. So Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker is steadily approaching. Yep. Uh, it will be released and it will definitely be the most talked about film throughout the holiday season. And it seems that Mark Hamill has given us a bit of a hint as to what we could see or not see as far as a secret cameo. At the premiere, as he was getting ready to say goodbye to Luke Skywalker with the release of the final installment in the new trilogy of films, he he kind of hinted 
that Harry Styles will be featured as a stormtrooper. He tweeted, Tonight, the Rise of Skywalker premiere finally brings closure to my dysfunctional family. Wonder who will be the hashtag secret stormtrooper in this one, which is not something I knew was, uh, you know, repeated enough to be a hashtag. Did you secret know Secret stormtrooper? Yes. I knew that um, in the previous, like, um, The Last Jedi, yes. there were secret ones. Yes. But I didn't know it was a hashtag. Well, I didn't know it was a thing you would follow. Yeah. He says that there were two uh, royals and two actors from the UK, but still no singer. So all clues point in one direction. Dun, dun, dun. Da, da, da. Uh, he included a series of pictures showing previous secret celebrity stormtroopers, which have included Prince William, mm -hmm. Prince Harry, Daniel Craig, and Tom Hardy. That's right. Didn't barely remembered any of those. I, You know, I recognized the Tom Hardy one when he was like, these aren't the droids you're looking for. It, what, was it, he doing a Sean Con a bad Sean Connery? He's doing Bane. Oh, okay. But in that higher pitch. Yes. Right. These aren't the droids you're looking for. I don't think Batman. That, that was definitely, number one, that's definitely not how it went down. Oh. And he did not say Batman in the Star Wars movie. I know, I don't know enough about it, but I know that much. Uh, he also put a picture of Harry Styles dressed as a stormtrooper from one of Casey Musgrave's infamous Halloween parties. So hmm. what I'm saying is when you're seeing Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker, you will probably see Harry Styles, just not his face. Yeah. And you won't know it's him. His body, his demeanor, his voice. Will it be his Maybe. voice? Maybe. Again, I, what would it sound like? These are the droids you're looking for, I Batman. Think, you have reaped one, I, the, no. the sorrow of Gotham. No, Harry Styles, number one, would not have the same voice <laughs> as the earlier Stormtrooper, and he also wouldn't be talking about Batman. And neither of those sound like Tom Hardy. I'm confused. Yeah, I, so am I. <sighs> to confuse you more, you tell me. When you're doing dishes, do you do them one by one as you're eating them, or do you pile them up in the sink? And I'll get to those later. And before you answer, let me say I know your answer because it's on brand to say you pile them up in a week later. Yeah, don't be ridiculous, Jensen. I mean, actually taking mm -hmm. care of something as when it, it happens. happens right. Come on. Does Mama Mugs? Does she get mad about that kind of stuff? No. Okay. No. She, she lives with uh, it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, we all know that doing dishes is no fun. A survey by dish soap brand Dawn has revealed that 60% of Americans say they now clean as they go when it comes to scrubbing pots, plans, and plates, uh, plates while cooking. So this basically means washing one or two items during cooking downtime instead of letting them all pile up at the end. The survey showed that the washing dishes is actually the second least favorite house chore, coming in only behind... Let me know what you think. What do you uh... think it is? Vacuuming. No. Destiny? Sweeping. No, it's cleaning the toilet. Oh, yeah, that is bad. Really? I don't know if it's the worst. I mean, if That's it's someone else's poo, <laughs> it is definitely the worst chore. But I mean, just like your own poo. Yeah, so I guess. I don't think it's that big of a problem. Uh, Dawn just created a new product called Dawn Platinum Power Wash Dish Spray. So that could be sprayed onto dishes and can break down caked on foods without being exposed to water. So that's obviously why they're doing this survey. Yeah. They're not doing it to just help us out and tell us stats. Yeah, would you save more water if you do all your dishes at once or if you're doing it one by one by one? It seems like it's a waste. Well, here's the thing, Muggs. If you really think about that, I think it's the same amount of water if you do it later or now. I don't I don't know. What's heavier, a pound of bricks or a pound of feathers? Well, that's clearly the same. They're both a pound. Oh. Um... Billie Eilish. It was her birthday yesterday. Yeah, Big 818. She is the biggest star in, I, I think, the world for 2019. She is massive. How did she celebrate? Uh, you know, you're a big rock star. You're turning 18. What would you do? 
uh, go buy cigarettes and porn. Uh, well, that seems like a very specific individual oh, thing you would do. And cigarettes are 21 now. Right. Okay. Oh, yeah. right. Well, when I started smoking, it was 18. Mm-hmm. Well, definitely don't tell Billy that because that seems like a pretty poor role model. Uh, what she did is she posted a montage on her Instagram Tuesday night. It was a video combining footage of her as a child with clips of her and her brother Phineas performing now in arenas on a recently wrapped tour. The clip opens with Billy around four years old saying, hi, my name is Billy and I'm going to play a song that I made up with this guitar. Wow. That's pretty sweet. That's cute. Uh, again, she just got off a tour, but in 2020, there is no one that's going to be more busy than Billie Eilish, who's nominated for six Grammy Awards. She launches a U.S. arena tour in March, and I think it runs pretty much all the way through July. Wow. So she's out there making the money that is out there ready to give her. Also, her merch, I, I looked the other day because I just want to see what's going on. She does like collaborations with every company. They sell out within minutes. She, there's no one in the world having a better year than Billie Eilish. In 20 years, yes, will fame have gotten to her? No, I think she's very cool. I think she is. We met her parents when yeah. they came here for an interview. Her parents seemed very down to earth. They were filming everything on their phone. And I did have a small conversation with her about it because she wasn't super famous yet. Right. And her mom was like, yeah, she's down to earth. She has her brother to keep her grounded. I think she's good. Did you know that Phineas, her brother, was on Glee? No. Yeah. He's a guy on Glee for and he pro- season or two. He produced, produces everything. Yeah. They do everything from a bedroom. Much like you. Yep. And it's definitely not washing dishes all at the same time. Nope. Uh, some celebrity birthdays. Jake Gyllenhaal from Donnie Darko and the great movie Nightcrawler. And yes. End of Watch. Good which movie. there is a... K-Rock sticker. Yes. In the locker room. In the locker room I of the police station. Mm-hmm. Getting a little K-Rock sticker cameo. Yep. Much like Harry Styles. Yes. He's also on the locker. I'm sorry, no, Obi-Wan. No, 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 no. You must pass these droids no, off to someone else. He doesn't do any of that, and that's not his voice. Uh, Alyssa Milano from Who's the Boss and douchebag magician Chris Angel. That's what's going on. It's Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. Comedian, writer, producer, actor, podcaster, our friend Anthony Jeselnik back hey. on the show. Hey, Anthony, how are you? Thank you, guys. Great to be here. Are you still doing your uh, your podcast with the with the NFL Network? Uh, we're not with the NFL Network anymore. Uh, the NFL, it was short-lived on the NFL. They couldn't okay. wait to get rid of me. Uh, <laughs> but we did a season on Comedy Central, and season two just came back. That's great. All right, so you've got two shows going on in addition to all your live stuff. And this is, well, I'll let you explain what it's all about. Okay, I'll do your job for you. Uh, <laughs> it's a, uh, it's kind of like a, it's a little bit of a throwback talk show. Like a, I compare it to Charlie Rose, uh, with less sexual harassment. Good. It's just, uh, it's just me sitting across the table from one a uh, comedian friend of mine. We show a couple clips. We talk comedy. I m- make fun of them a lot. They make fun of me. It's just, it's, it's really is. It's the conversation that comedians have backstage right before they walk on stage not just in the green room like you'd have on a podcast but really that moment of here's what we're whispering to each other as we cross on stage uh before we got to, to do our next set that i think is uh that no one's done before you walk a really really tight line of i'm making fun of you but go ahead and answer seriously if you want to yeah, you know what I mean. I mean, these are these are my good friends I have on the show, and they're all so established that the ego is there that you can't. They, no one's going to come in and just let me slap them around, but I got to slap you around. You know, <laughs> it's 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 I, it's just the way. Got to give I me am. a few chances. Yeah. So the 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 uh, the Link persona comes through, but I also want my guests to have a good time. It's yeah. very fun to watch your relationship with some of these, like Nick Kroll. 
you could tell he wanted to break a few times, and he did. Mm -hmm. And watching you, and when you finally do break, I'm like, yeah, they got him. <laughs> it is so fun to watch how you interact with these people, especially you and Tig Notaro. I could have watched that for three hours. <laughs> it was awesome. Everyone's got their favorite episode for different reasons. Mm -hmm. You know, some people like the sillier ones. Some people like the more tense ones. Mm -hmm. uh, and the funny thing was we did six episodes without a pilot. I couldn't show anything to anyone. That's super weird. Wow. So you had to convince them to do the show not knowing what the show Not knowing what be. the show was. And even as I'm convincing them, the show is evolving. So I'm kind of just trying to get them in the chair. And then everyone treated the show differently, mm -hmm. you know, and treated me differently. And I thought that was great. Yeah. I just loved whatever the guests gave me. And I have a different chemistry with everybody. Yeah. yeah. I have mm -hmm. a different Very. chemistry with Nick Kroll than I do with Tig. Mm -hmm. Tig was a fight with the network to get on. They said, Why? listen, because they said her energy isn't like sitting and watching Tig talk for half an hour on TV isn't high energy. And I said, guys, if you saw me and Tig at a party talking in the corner, just deadpan, looking at each other, talking. Wouldn't you want to hear what we were saying? One hundred. And they were like, "Yes, we would." So thank you for thank you for. It's for my doing favorite that. of yeah, all of them. I, I loved it. I oh, loved it. You fought with them about the title too. The title. <laughs> it, it wasn't. It's just hard to name a TV show now. Mm -hmm. There's a billion TV shows. Everything's got a copyright. That it took forever, and it was way more important to me just to get that done. And good talk. With Anthony Jeselnik. I like the Anthony Jeselnik part, <laughs> but Good Talk is so generic that I make fun of it in almost every single episode. Uh, but it wasn't the big it wasn't the biggest fight in the world. It's the only time we bumped heads, but to but me God, it's generic. It works though, because whenever you say to someone sarcastically, you're like, Good talk. It could be that or it could be like <laughs> good talk. Yeah. So it's either one and some of them are both. Then the title is for you. Thank you. <laughs> it's just Thank for you. you. I really wanted the Jesselnik Inquisition. Yeah, but that's they funny. thought that they thought it would just scare people off. You know, the uh, guests I think they're right. Do they know you? <laughs> I think you're yeah. right to make that decision. Though. Yeah, I, th I think th honestly they were. I, I can't. I can't argue against good talk. <laughs> I just, Anthony, uh, you have been you. interviewed thousands of times in your long comedy career. Um, mm -hmm. Did you? Was it difficult for you to be on the other other side of it? Did you? Did you learn something from what you don't like being asked when you were starting to think of questions to ask your guests? I mean, every question has a list of questions that every comedian has has a list of questions they don't like being asked. It's usually generic. You know, when did you know you were funny? What's your worst heckler? I tried to avoid most of those, uh, and there are questions that I wish I were asked. But people keep asking me, doing talking about the show. What did I learn? I'm not there to learn. Mm -hmm. I'm teaching. You're there to teach. Wow. I'm teaching. I'm <laughs> asking them their opinion and then telling them why they're wrong. Uh, it was a really fun dynamic. I would ask these questions, these generic questions about comedy, and then argue with them until they were like, yeah, okay, you're right. <laughs> I don't know why you needed me here. You could have just taught a class. That's right. There or is... Oh, sorry, Bean. I was just going to say, or just spoke at, the, at home in front of the mirror for mm -hmm. as much as you were willing to give on some of those points. I mean, you were pretty committed to your ideas. Yeah, I mean, I just, I feel that I'm a comedy expert. Uh, you know, <laughs> sure. I've been doing it almost 18 years now. I, there's not a comic in the world I can't look in the eye and and talk comedy with. And, uh, and that's what I love about the show. It's not just a civilian asking questions. It's a comic with just as much, if not more, experience. And if someone said, you know, I, th I think you're wrong, I would say I put my resume against yours and, uh, and uh, your time is up. But you're asking subjective <laughs> questions yeah. that have no answers, too. <laughs>
Or that everybody has their own answer for. Yeah, but mine's right. You know what okay. I mean? It's like, right. yeah, these, are, these are opinions. Yeah, these are opinions, but I, uh, but I believe that my opinion is the right one, and I'll tell you why. Okay. So we have opinions, but you, Anthony Justific, you have facts. Yeah. Exactly. I think that's the way to put it. I've got I've got time tested opinions that, <laughs> sure. I, that I will not back down from. The uh, the show is called Good Talk with Anthony Jesselik on Comedy Central with one of the funniest episodes. You and your friend Nick Kroll. One question before the break, Anthony, and that is why the bust of William Shakespeare on the set? That's it's funny. My sister gave that to me as a present. My first album was called Shakespeare, and I've been like, how can I get that this thing the hell out of my house for <laughs> the last eight years? Just and this like, is an acceptable way because you're using it on a TV show. Exactly. Yeah. I'm like, congratulations, the show, the bust is now on the on TV. But I don't know. I every time I'd be like, and get rid of this too. It would just magically end up there still. So I uh, I finally snuck it on the TV to get it out of my house. I love that the set is just cast-offs from your home. I think that's great. Mm-hmm. Comedy Central still has the big budget, I could tell. All right, quick break. More with Anthony Justin right after this on K-Rock. Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. K-Rock. One of our very favorite comedians, Anthony Jeselnik, in studio with us right now on the Kevin and Bean Show. He has a new show on Comedy Central. It is called Good Talk with Anthony Jeselnik. And one of your best friends, Nick Kroll, is on the first episode as your guest. I I think I told you this off the air, Anthony, but I am so fascinated with the craft of stand-up because for us mortals, it looks almost impossible to do. I know how much work goes into it. And it's just so interesting for me to hear actual professionals talk about their approaches and their thoughts uh, on how they put the thing together. And and you made a reference to these conversations are kind of what you guys have, you know, backstage sometimes. Th- comedians talk a lot about the craft, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, comedian as a profession is right up there with, a- with astronaut, uh, you know, <laughs> neurosurgeon. Uh-huh. Uh, it's, it's an important thing that we do. And everyone does things differently. And there's a great quote, I think it was Doug Stanhope, who said, if you give a comedian advice, you're just trying to tell them how to be more like you. So once you get past that, where you are your own character, no one's really giving you advice. It's really becomes fun to talk about the philosophy of comedy. And I think all my guests are at that point where you, I wasn't afraid to get to inside baseball. If mm-hmm. the audience doesn't know what a term means that comics use, they can figure it out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't have to explain what bombing is on this show. People should know. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, our audience knows for sure. They yeah. certainly know it firsthand. Um, you asked a great question of uh, Kristen Schaal about the comedian that you could bring back from the dead for one performance. I won't spoil mm-hmm. what her answer was, but it totally made sense knowing her. But who's yours? Oh, God. Just, I mean, I mean, it was kind of a mean thing to say you bring them back to life for one performance and then they immediately go back to being dead. <laughs> it's a little selfish. Uh, it was yeah. a little sad. But, but it does for, give you that a few extra minutes with the person you admire. Exactly. Uh, for me... Uh, I would have to say Mitch Hedberg. I never got to see Mitch Hedberg live. Yeah. I discovered him late. Uh, he does it, a similar it, thing that you do. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, when I first started, every older people said, you're Stephen Wright. Younger people said, you're <laughs> Mitch Hedberg. And I never got to meet the guy. I never got to see him perform live. And I've never heard a bad word about him, uh, either on stage or off. So you're happy that Richard Pryor will stay dead then, it sounds to me. That's my takeaway from your, your answer. Controversial. I was never a Pryor guy. I was never a Pryor guy. I was That's never a That's unusual guy. for a comedian. Every, wow. I know. Every comedian says those are their favorites. I didn't care about the guys who talked about their lives. I didn't care how crazy their lives were. Uh, I couldn't relate to it. I like joke guys. Mm-hmm. I like the Rodney Dangerfields. I like the Stephen Wrights. Those guys meant way more to me. So quick-hitting than... stuff, not stories that yeah. are funny. It didn't. I, I didn't put any kind of uh, premium on your being open and vulnerable. You know, be funny. 
So I didn't. Uh, that never resonated for me. I think it's certainly a brave thing to do, but but he wasn't one of my. Uh, he wasn't one of my idols. That totally makes sense. Um, what do you think of the new Chappelle special? Because it has been, uh, you know, in some corners controversial. Some people seem to love it. Some people think it's the worst thing he's ever done. You know, I got to say, I, I fall somewhere in the middle. I, uh, you know, I watched this one. I, I, I got to tell you, I liked it more than I've liked uh, his previous Netflix specials. I agree. I thought it was, I thought it was the most polished, and it seemed like he's kind of getting into his groove. I think the controversy is overblown. People keep saying, why do you get away with this stuff and he doesn't? Because he's a million times more famous than I am. <laughs> and, and I thought the things, that, like the deplorable things that he would say, like I don't believe the accusers uh, and things like that. I thought there For was... For Michael a, Jackson. Yes, yes. I thought there was, a, there was a bit of a twinkle in his eye that has been missing from other specials where I knew he was kidding. You know, yeah. I knew he was pushing the envelope. Yeah. That I didn't find it offensive at all. And the payoffs were the jokes really worked after he said something that most people go, <gasps> mm -hmm. wait for the joke because you're going to laugh really hard. <laughs> he had some great jokes and people wanted him to be this moral center. You know, a lot of comedians refer to it as old man Dave. Like, he just seems like he's a little bit older. He's a little bit less out, He's a little bit uh, less in touch. He's making $20 million a special. You're not going to be in touch. You know, <laughs> that uh, that I, I forgive him that, and I, I'm surprised at the outrage on this one. Uh, your, your shows are amazing. You've got everyone from David Spade. We talked about Nick Kroll, um, Tig Notaro. You've got Natasha Legero, who you have been friends with the longest of anyone that was on. I think so. I think so. I enjoyed a specific game that you played. On that one, which I'm sure you're aware, is the one about um, dumb things that morning DJs ask you, and how would you respond in a way that you actually, if you actually could respond truthfully. Mm -hmm. I enjoyed that so much. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm glad you did because it could have gone either way. Oh, no. Been like, oh, no. You just threw because me under it's the all, bus. Because it's all those questions that are so easy to ask. Like, does comedy have a line? What's it like being a female comic? Like, those are the dumbest possible questions. Oh. And you probably get asked those questions every single radio stop. You get it a lot. If, if, I, if a DJ ever says, uh, so Wikipedia says, I'm just like, oh. oh like, no. Whatever's coming next <laughs> is going to be rough. Uh, it was they, good. They didn't do much research. But yeah, that was a game we played with every comic. Really? And, but Natasha played it the right way. Amazing. Where she was the really like F you to yeah. every one of them. Yeah. And that's all we want to do. And I won't say the, the other game you played on that episode, but it was my favorite thing of the whole series. I'm just saying, watch all of them because they're all excellent. I keep picking favorite parts of each one. I think you can, I, I, I know what you're going to say. Mm -hmm. I think we can give away the name of the game okay. and then they can wait. Okay. okay. Am, I, am I guessing right? Was Is it How Do You Like Your Harvey? No. No, no. no I did like that. that. Can game? I give away it's sure. a 16 year old Pinterest or someone oh, else? You know what? Go I, ahead. Won't, I won't. This if is, you want to say it, it, it is. It, it, I, I almost wanted to be a surprise uh, because I so can't yeah, wait to see enough. the reaction. It is so good. This one, Comedy Central's standards and practices called us and said, this is the funniest thing we've ever, that's ever come across <laughs> our desk. It's my favorite thing we on the whole series. Wait. Yeah, that, I'm going to get a phone call about that one for sure. For sure. I know, sure. That, I know that Bean is way on your side on that yes, one. Uh, yes, I'm way, way on your side. I mean, it's just, every, every comedian... Looks at that every day and is just like, what's going on? Honestly. Yeah. Oh, when you guys watch it, you're going to be like, that's what they were talking about. It is. It's so good. How many nights a week are you still going up uh, in front of a crowd, Anthony? 
It's changed a little bit, you know, since I had the last. Spe- I was here for my last special uh, mm-hmm. at the end of April, and I've been trying to get back into it. I've been busy with the show, of course, and this is my fifth hour now. Everything's just gotten harder. There's less to talk about, so I'm going through the same process where I go up at the comedy store or Largo, and I, I've got new jokes. I've got to fill 15 minutes. A lot of that is humiliation. You know, uh, of of trying out new jokes. Oh, still. And then you got to go home. You're so embarrassed to go home and write new jokes. So I'm trying to get up almost every night. But it's a slow going where I've got maybe, maybe four jokes that will end up in the next hour. And I like them, but the rest of it. Your jokes are so short. That's going to be a long wait. I know. And these are even shorter, like short versions of those jokes. And I'm like, man, this is going to take forever. Is it it much more difficult once you have a career and you've done four or five hours. I now you so. have to avoid repeating and everything else. I think so. Some comics don't feel that way. It gets easier because the crowd, they have their own built-in crowd, and the crowd just wants to hear them talk at this point. You know, maybe do greatest hits a little bit. Yeah. I, I don't have that in me. So it does get much harder than me. It, harder for me. I just It just sets the bar higher. Yeah. I've got to clear it. I've, I'm so proud of my last special. This next one's got to be better. I can't just go up there and How talk. long would you guess this next one's going to take? I mean, it depends. If the, if the TV 40 show, years? If the TV show keeps going oh, well, on. Yeah, true. Uh, you know, I think I, definitely within 10. I don't want to be Within 10 years. I'm 40 years old. <laughs> I mean, slow down. I feel like 50. Why like, the rush? That would be if I'm just constantly working in TV and I get to work on jokes on the side. That would be it. Okay. If things, if this show doesn't work out or I get more time off than I would think, then all I have is stand-up to do. So if things get in the way and they are the older that I get and the more opportunities I get, but uh, but I'd like to get out as soon as possible. I just don't, uh, I just don't know what that is. And after the last one, I'm still so proud of it that I'm kind of resting on my laurels. You know, I'll that is uh, still asking in the glow. Yeah. I'll take I'll take a, a break and do some television. You know, it's not like I'm uh, I'm just sitting at home. The uh, Netflix special, by the way, is called uh, Anthony Justic Fire in the Maternity Ward, and that, of course, like all so things good. on Netflix, is uh, available now. Good talk with Anthony Justic. This has the uh, I think has all the thumbs up from everyone in the room. By Loved the way, it. on this show, so definitely check it out. It's great. And Anthony, we appreciate you getting up way too early to come in and see us today. You're the only people I do it for, so thank you. <laughs> you bet. Thank thank it's the Kevin and Bean Show, the world famous K Rock. Kevin and Bean Show on the world famous K Rock. We're coming up on 943-1067. And you have the Matt Damon and Ben Affleck of the Kevin and Bean Show, myself and Beer Mugs. We are the holiday crew. We are. That's what we are. And so we are obligated to give you what's happening. Um, when I say the name Ryan Kaji, do either of you, uh, Destiny included, our new board op, do you guys have any inkling as to who that is. Ryan Kaji, you know, that sounds familiar uh, to a character name in the movie Casino, the mob boss, well, Remo Gaggi. Again, probably too much info Remo, to what I Remo asked. Gaggi? Absolutely, that no. is not who, I'm, uh, no. who I brought up. Destiny, you have no I idea? I have no idea. Okay, well, if I were to tell you that this eight-year-old pulled in an estimated $26 million in 2019. I would say, Jensen, you're kidding, right? Well, you're I'm joking. Not, I am not joking. It is the highest earning YouTuber of the year, and it's not his first year doing so. $26 million for doing what? He is a toy reviewer. He he opens and then looks at toys and tells you what he thinks about them. And because of that talent, he is worth $50 million. <laughs> and he made 26 this year in 2019. This is all according to the annual, annual YouTube creator earning estimates from Forbes magazine, which tracks gross income from a variety of sources from June of 18 to June of 19. 
I mean, let's face it. He's spending it all on pixie sticks, and they're all going up his nose, right? Imagine how many pixie sticks he can snort <laughs> for $26 million. That is crazy, Jensen. Uh, when I was a kid, <clears throat> the rich kids had a Neo Geo. Do you remember yes. Neo Geo? And yes. it was like a video game system. It was like $900, and each game was like $125. Yeah. Imagine an eight-year-old in those days. Oh, my God. You know what I mean? Just living the life with hundreds of Neo Geos, just giving them out to friends. That's insane. Uh, ranking high on the Forbes list as well uh, for 2019, Dude Perfect, which is a trick shot specialist channel. Oh, they see, they do like the basketball shot? I've seen a bit of those. Uh, they pulled in $20 million, which is, again, possibly too much. Anastasia Radzinskawa, a five-year-old Russian-American girl whose family operates several YouTube channels. Five? $18 million. What? Okay, that hurts. $18 million for a five-year-old Russian-American girl on YouTube. Rhett and Link, who are well-known, yes. hosts of The Good Mythical Morning, $17.5 million. And then makeup artist Jeffree Star, who has a somewhat milkshake duck past, but a very successful makeup line, yeah. uh, $17 million. Jensen, I said this yesterday, and mm-hmm. I'll say it again. We, my friend... Are in the wrong industry. Well, I make seventy million dollars a year, so. Oh, well, I, I, yeah, I'm in the right place. It's you. I need to start a YouTube channel. I th- think you should. And you mentioned this uh, last hour, mm-hmm. um, like based on Mogo Vision. Yes. Where I'm just eating. Yeah, that's what I want to do. Is I want to create a YouTube channel that just follows you eating. Like for example, what have you had this morning? It's nine forty-five. Yeah, I yeah. had a bacon cured mac and cheese. Absolutely. Uh, what else did I have? I had a bag of Cool Ranch Doritos, mm-hmm. a dirty chai latte. Okay. Uh, and um, some almond crisps, almond whatever <laughs> they are. Extra S's on yeah, it crisps. Too. crisps and, and a donut. Uh, okay, so these are things we would watch you eat. We'll put it in slow-mo. Yeah. We'll put it in all sorts of different ways. I think you would at least get up to $3 million. Look. And that's not even a quarter of what they're making. I mean, that's that's chump change. What is the Russian, the little five-year-old do? We don't know. She. What it says here is that she is a five-year-old Russian-American girl whose family operates several YouTube channels. And hmm. again, $18 million. That seems like fraud. Uh, it's a Russian mob yeah. channeling it through YouTube. And I can say that because I'm half Russian. Well, yes. And you know a lot about the mob. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's play a song to see if it brings back any memories All for right. you. Oh, yeah. It is Jackass, our friends oh, yeah. over there. We uh, have had many of them on the show over the years, yep. uh, including Steve-O calling from jail. Yeah, dude. Well, the good news is Jack. Jackass will once again return to the big screen thanks to Paramount Pictures, who announced last night that March 5th, 2021, is a release date for their fourth movie. Yes! Which is unfortunate because I am getting my hair washed that day. Uh, I'm marking it down, good. Jensen. I'm putting it in my calendar right now. Yes. The new Jackass movie. Well, it's based on the MTV reality stunt prank series that we all know that launched back in 2000, created by Johnny Knoxville, Spike Jones, and Jeff Tremaine. Uh, they originally, Paramount Pictures, took it to theaters in 2002, but yeah. three movies through date, uh, through today, the franchise has racked up over $335 million. Just imagine if they added the five-year-old Russian girl. I mean, her and the little eight-year-old boy. the little boy. eight-year-old boy and uh, Jeffrey Starr and his racist comments in the past. <laughs> I mean, think about the money they would make. Uh, Jeff Tremaine directed the last three movies in addition to Knoxville's comedy Bad Grandpa, which grossed $151 million back in the fall of 2013 and was billed as a Jackass Presents production. So uh, will this new America... This this world we live in, will we accept Jackass in 2021? Look, 
I will, will. We, will we have flying cars is also my other question about 2021. We will have flying cars. Thank you. And I don't care about anybody else, but I'm accepting the new Jackass movie. I, I always have yeah, room for Jackass. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Thank you, Steve. <laughs> Thank you, Steve. I always have room for Jackass. Uh, great. That seems right. Yeah. Um, okay. I also wanted to get into this quickly. Yeah. Uh, Netflix. Do you think you would, if you start purchasing all of these different streaming services, mm-hmm. are you thinking to yourself, when I get one, I have to get rid of the other one? Like, is no. it is it a give and take for you? No. Uh, unless I get to, like, a certain point. Like, because right now I only have Netflix and Disney+. Plus. Correct. I don't have Hulu. But you also have Spectrum? Because yeah, that's how you yes, watch Yes, 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 yes. Okay. Yeah, Spectrum. Not counting I mean, you could regular not, cable. You don't yeah. have to hit the microphone. I'm sorry. Right, full S- speed. Just Spectrum. punch it in the Spectrum. Face. Yeah. <laughs> right. He's very passionate about Spectrum. Um, but no, I think if I got to a certain point where mm-hmm. I was like, okay, too many streaming services, this is point. And if I was neglecting one, I'd, I'd start. Out. Yeah, I'd start trimming them off. Well, they're saying a million Netflix subscribers made the switch last month following uh, the November twelfth Disney Plus launch. Uh, that's all from a brokerage called uh, Cohen and Company. Six percent of Netflix subscribers who signed up for Disney Plus canceled their Netflix membership after doing so. This may sound like a significant number, but it is kind of manageable for Netflix. Yeah. Although it's a competition they didn't see coming. This is all new. All these streaming services like Warner and uh, the Peacock, the Peacock, which sounds like I'm making it up, but it's <laughs> real. And then Quibi's coming up. All of these things are uh, setting up sort of new daily sessions that people are using their time on instead of Netflix. So that's a bit a bit rough for them. Too much TV, too well, we much streaming. Yeah, we know that. It's just crazy. And Apple Plus. Apple Plus. Which I've been watching The Servant, which is the M. Night Shyamalan yeah. show, and mm-hmm. it's, it's pretty good. But the average session on Disney Plus is 5.8% uh, longer than Netflix and uh, 78 longer than Prime. So people are watching Disney Plus more than the other streaming services. It could, it could be because of Baby Yoda. Baby Yoda's yeah. a big reason. Yeah. Uh, also, uh, possibly the Jeff Goldblum show, which is just him finding out about new things and dancing around them. <laughs> it's literally the entire show is he goes, oh, sneakers, cool. And then he just dances around it. Uh, within the first 24 hours of launching Disney+, Plus, uh, they got 10 million signups, and uh, it's rumored that they've doubled since then. So that's oh. a lot. Well... You got to keep one or the other, I'm telling you. It's going to end up being a couple hundred dollars just to watch Jeff Goldblum dance around products. That's expensive. It is expensive. Uh, Birthdays for today. Alyssa Milano from Who's the Boss? Jake Gyllenhaal, one of my favorite actors. Uh, Jennifer Beals from Flashdance. Mm -hmm. Uh, Marla Sokoloff, who's an actress. Do you know her? I don't. I can't picture her. The practice it says she's in. She is. When my wife, sorry, my wife, Mm -hmm. when she auditioned for Topanga, she was up against one other actress. It was Marla? Marla Sokoloff. And what who was, went on to have a fine career. What was the reason they didn't go with Marla? I think they liked her more. I think they liked Danielle more. What are you are you questioning that? <laughs> Do you want to change history? Sorry, Jensen, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Also, uh, douchebag magician Chris Angel, it is his birthday. And remember, on your drive home today, listen to Stryker and Klein's commercial free for all, a random act of helpfulness from the SoCal Helpful Honda dealers. It's music uninterrupted, and I love that stuff. Mugs, tomorrow is our last day together. Is just the, the final two. Yes. After that, someone gets voted off the island. And right. That, that person's murdered. Oh, wait. They didn't tell me about that. Yep. That person's oh, murdered. We'll man. see you tomorrow. This is the Kevin and Bean Show. The world's famous K-Rock. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.